per a suggestion or request for content from Aaron Hall, I would like to talk today about Zoroastrianism in the modern context. Uh, I asked for um, content suggestions and requests and Aaron gave me this, Zoroastrianism in a modern context, the implications and practicalities of functioning in a minority religion in this day and age, the challenge of building a community. That one's loaded. I would say that um, in a modern context, Zoroastrianism can be seen as an ethical dualism, which is healthy. Uh, we also see a cosmic dualism in Zoroastrianism, which uh, at times seems to be at odds with the monotheism. And I don't, I'm not saying that it is at odds. I think it's not. But it seems to be. Modern mainstream faith, as opposed to the minority part of the, the religious faith that uh, Aaron is talking about. Uh, for instance, the Abrahamic faiths, um, we'll just stay with that. The Abrahamic faiths, the three main ones, and of course all the million offshoots of those uh, are monotheistic. And uh, in modern terms, that is the form of a religion that is so-called acceptable or appropriate. And so in a modern context, a so-called minority religion could be problematic. Uh, those uh, adhering to Zoroastrianism already are seen as quirky at best, um, fire worshippers, and and you know pagan don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not saying these are what they are because I, I myself am a follower of Zarathustra and so I understand that we're not fire worshippers but in a modern context I think uh, it there's great solutions and we're seeing that in California and uh, New York uh, the fire temples being built the uh, Atosh temples so we can see uh, modern progress. I think that um, if 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 we want to worship God, then we have to look no further than inward, because that's that's where we're going to find God. That's where we're going to find the holy of holies, the sanctum sanctorum, as it were. So whether we're uh, parting the veil to go into the deepest part of the Jewish temple. Uh, and and seeing what sacred fire might be there, or what holy of holies they have, or um, and the deepest part of the Christian faith is the is the faith in Jesus, and deepest part what seems to be the Muslim faith uh, or the Islamic faith is the the Kaaba. So these seem to be monotheistic, but they're not really, are they? Because it, or at least they're not all Abrahamic because they're all different forms. One worships a, a uh, or at least takes pilgrimages to and prays toward a meteorite, not judging, just saying what it is, where uh, others um, have a box laid with gold that they uh, use for their most holy part. You have um, another faith who... Um, as uh, crosses are central 
um, a crucifix is their central focus of prayer, especially the Catholic and the icons they have. So we can call anything monotheism, but the, if we look at Zoroastrianism, it does seem to be the purest form of monotheism. It is an abstract monotheism. So <clears throat> in a modern context, it is probably the most progressive because we're not anthropomorphizing, first of all. Uh, and there are arguments lately, at least, that I've seen that historically it has been anthropomorphized, but I don't see that. Um, God is abstract. The Meshuspentas, which are uh, rays off of that divine fire, uh, light, star, are also um, abstract. <clears throat> These are personifications of God, but I'm only saying personifications, not an anthropomorphic uh, way, but to say that these are facets of the brilliance of God. They are, if God is bright white light, then the Amosius Pentas are um, the light that is broken down in its component parts when passed through a prism or a dewdrop. So we have the different colors that represent, you know, red, red, we can see Asha, orange, we can see Bohumana, uh, it's the the chakra system is the same thing, right? And and the Amosis Pentas have been brilliantly applied to the uh, colors of the chakra system and to the chakra system itself by a member of the Parsi community and uh, recently by um, uh, Dr. Stephen Flowers, Destwar Stephen Flowers. And so we, we can see uh, the beauty of it by, by not attributing um, human qualities to a thing but we can find the beauty of God in nature, and so maybe that's the best representation. Fire, which is from heaven to earth come, and uh, light, which dawns in the east and sets in the west, which breaks apart those colors of that bright, brilliant, uh, effusive, divine light into its, its separate colors. So in a modern context, we see, can see that monotheism, in the abstract uh, Zoroastrian sense, is progressive. In fact, God himself, or Mazda, is called the progressive one, the progressive spirit, Spentamania, uh, the, the bounteous progressive spirit. So, as far as that goes, I would say that in a modern context, it is uh, um, progressive. Now, implications and uh, practicalities of functioning in a minority religion in this day and age, I would say that historically... Zoroastrianism was not a minority religion. It was the religion of the Persian empires, several of them, specifically of Darius and um, the, uh, Achaemenid, Darius and um, Cyrus, Persian empires. So that, first of all, that is not a minority. <clears throat> the only reason it became minority, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, historically is because of the Arab invasion, which took over Iran, and then, of course, when uh, when uh, when the Iranians or Iranians fled and migrated to India, um, they were under a contract uh, or Mithra to not um, proselytize and convert, and therefore it became bottlenecked again through the ethnic lines, and therefore it made it an ethnic religion, therefore a minority religion, because they were not the majority in India. So. We really can't say that it's a minority religion. We can say that the ethnicities that are attached to the faith are 
minorities in their in their in their places of residence. We can say that in India, then they're a minority, and in Iran, they are now a minority. The Indo-European part is because the main faith is Arabic, which is a Semitic uh, people and faith. So, an ethnic or minority religion, it's not. We can say that. Uh, because it was a universal and probably the first pan-Indo-European universal system that it was a majority religion. And in a modern context, it still is because it wraps up succinctly all of the different aspects of the Indo-European faiths and cultures and in a, an abstract way puts them even across the board. So we can look at Varathragna or Indra or... Thor, or Ogma, or Perkuna and Perunus. We can look at uh, we can look at um, uh, Zeus. We can look at all of the thunder gods and storm gods, and say that these in the Indo-European cultures, at least across the board, have the same function. They are functionally identical. They're not essentially identical, but they are functionally identical. Therefore. Uh, we can take away the names of those and just call it Varathragna, which Zarathustra did. It is the same as saying um, uh, the, the militaristic, protective force of God. We might even say Kshatra because it's sovereignty. Uh, but if you look at the higher functions, the second function, or secondary, and then the tertiary functions of the Indo-European tripartite structure of divinity and of culture, then we can see it across the board the same in Zoroastrianism, in Vedic uh, Hinduism, Brahmanism. We can see it in um, the Irish. We can see it in the Germanic. We can see it in the Greek, the Roman. We can see it in every Indo-European culture and religion, uh, pre-Christianity anyway, and Islam. We can see that those match up. So, in that way, it is ultra-modern, not only postmodern but ultra-modern because it's abstract and it pulls together every single one of them which have, through time, been diversified through history and, and, and compartmentalized. Zarathustra saw even, even as far back as 1700 BCE that the names is what divided, the names are what divided people. It's the names and the, the categorizations that we want to put on things because the fact is when Zarathustra looked up he saw the sun and when someone in Siberia looked up he saw the sun and someone in Africa looked up he saw the sun it was still the sun now we each call it different things because we have a cultural lens that we look through we have a mythological and mythopoetic lens that we uh, speak of, speak through a language that we speak, it's a symbolic language, so when a Germanic person would see the sun he may call hers Sunna um, when uh, a Zoroastrian would look at the sun he would call it Kvarkshaita uh, or when a Hindu would look at it he would call it a different one so we each have different uh, uh, Jap uh, someone in Japan would call the sun Amaterasu so we can see clearly that it's only that, that our geographic and cultural 
specifics are what make us see things in a separate way where Zarathustra said, you know what, how about we don't do that? How about we don't divide ourselves and call gods different gods when there is in fact one creator? And it is the force of consciousness, which is wisdom. And that is the Lord of that wisdom, which is the God. He is the first and archetypal wisdom, consciousness, and that we are all specific examples of that, isolate consciousness. How, how modern is that, right? I mean, that's, that's ultra-modern. So if, if, if we take the faith, the, the Mazdan religion, the Zoroastrian religion, in fact, uh, and continue in the track that Zarathustra himself began it, given that mandate by the creator of the universe, then we 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 major we majoritize that faith. So it's no longer minority as it's been recently historically become because it was a majority before and it is on the way to being grown again yet in the West uh, into what's what seems to be trending toward um, a pan-Indo-European majority faith. The challenges of building a community around Zoroastrianism may be something completely different. Uh, I have a friend, Dwayne Thomas, who uh, he and I have spoken uh, at length about uh, the potential of building a community, um, starting with simply a subdivision and building it up from there, upward from there. Now we're, I'm, we're talking about a, um, a habitable. Uh, living community, not not an online presence, but an actual um, community of believers who have the same faith, same life goals, living in the same area, working toward the same communal goal, same communal good, as it were. This obviously it could be practical on a small level, but the bigger it gets, then you would we would run into the same problems that the Parsis have with their um, charitable endowments in India where they give so much money to uh, fund and that fund helps to pay for things like marriages uh, Parsi marriages of course uh, which pay for apartment buildings for Parsis which pay for um, better hospitals for Parsis now these are not for the general public so while while we can look at that and say, wow, that's very charitable and generous, it is. Don't get me wrong, but that's specifically for Parsi, for people of Parsi faith who are born into those Parsi families. Non-Hindu. In a Hindu land. So you can see where that begins to be a problem, right? Because now people want to convert into Zoroastrianism in order to get better living and better medicinal um, uh better living conditions, better hospitals, um, things like better schools, things like that. So in America we can do the same thing, but we have already run into these kind of problems in a secular way with race relations. And so um, if we were to take an Aryan religion, an Indo-European or Indo-Iranian religion, and try to make that a communal thing, we would have a really quickly growing cancerous issue to deal with and that is not something that any 
Mazdan uh, group should ever want to look forward to because it's an unwinnable one. Mazdism, first of all, is not ethnic in the way that Zoroastrianism and Parsiism has become. It is universal. It is all-inclusive, including every race, every culture. If they, in fact, are members and adherents who um, adhere to good thoughts, good words, and good deeds, who madahuk the Havarshta, then they are, in fact, Mazdans. And it doesn't matter what race they are. So, I don't know. Maybe, in a sense, if, if that's the case, which it should be, then maybe there could be a community for that. But I would think that... Uh, in America, we have issues with civil rights already, which are bad enough, and classism and uh, economic classism that would be uh, an issue. So, building a community as an online presence is one thing. Building a community in actuality might be a different story if we're building it around a religious uh, context. I don't think that's going to be... Now, this is just one man's opinion. Uh, my friend Aaron suggested this topic and I hope that I'm giving her the answers that, uh, that she would like to. Uh, well, I don't want to give her the answer. I, I'm, I hope that my answer is, is sufficient. Uh, and if not, maybe she can come on the air and we can discuss it as well. Because I would really like, now that I'm thinking further about this, I would like more opinions on this. Uh, maybe even suggestions on how it could actually become a possibility as a a Zoroastrian or Mazdan community. It's an interesting thought. Uh, maybe I will get my friend Dwayne Thomas uh, we'll discuss that uh, shortly as well uh, because he's got some pretty insightful um, ideas about this to, to talk about. Uh, functioning in a minority religion and practicality though is another uh, thing altogether because rituals in a Mazdan sense have been uh, simplified probably close to what Zarathustra himself would have um, would have promoted. Now in the Gathas of Zarathustra we see zero references to um, rituals and, and, and uh, instruction on how to worship God. We're told to worship God then we're supposed to be righteous and upright and uh, practice good thoughts, good words, and good deeds, and be charitable, and to be holy in piety. There says nothing about performing a bunch of rituals. It does speak of, cryptically at least, of Halma. Uh, but he, and the ritual behind it um, was, was pretty demonized by Zarathustra. And of course those things crept back in after, and the rituals crept back in after, but I'm pretty sure that Zarathustra was saying that the rituals, the ritual religion itself had to be broken down and reformed because the priests and the princesses were, or in the princes, were, uh, were establishing a, a religious uh, monopoly over religion and over ritual and were enslaving, in a way, the populace. So they had to come to them for Halma, for, um, for to, to have an intercessor between themselves and God, Ahura Mazda. And that really can't, can't be the, the case because we are all, um, as I said before, we are specific 
examples of what the archetypal wisdom is and therefore we're connected in a way as inheritors of good mind and that shared good mind between ourselves and God so that our internal dialogue is not a monologue but a dialogue as so that we can speak with God uh, so the only ritual necessary in a Mosinian context would be to have fire uh, as a focal point to form a mental conscious bridge to God and that's pretty modern itself isn't it I mean there's no sacrificing animals and there's no um, uh, ritual where you have to have these uh, perfectly lined golden vessels and um, you know all this formulary um, restrictions those are those are things of a bygone era which because they were not modern then they were difficult and they needed um, priests and high priests and uh, uh, clerics and all these things in order to keep up with it but we don't need that anymore we've basically shook that off like an overcoat to to show the brilliance of the white clothing underneath and so as we face the fire and we say our prayers and we are in fact speaking with God and having a communion a two-way sacrifice with God who has a willingness to listen to us just like we have a willingness to listen to him because Raosha willingness to listen and obedience those are the things that that is the very thing which creates a Mosden that's the very thing that makes uh, an ancient religion modern because now we are once again willing to listen to a Hura Mazda instead of um, a band full of priests and preachers that need to intercede for us so I believe in a modern context Zoroastrianism, Mazdaism Parsiism even uh, can be uh, liberating and can be a perfectly modern faith. But tell me what you think. Hit me up at mazdenwerewolf at gmail.com. Talk to me on Key and Stay on Messenger or leave me a voice message here. Let's make plans to talk about it. Let's my friends. Happiness to you.